You're listening to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. Let's get started with more intentional right now. Joining me on the show today is my daughter, Abby. She's really awesome at geography, and she gets all excited about learning where we have listeners around the world. And I have really appreciated how supportive you've been of me and of the podcast, Abby. Could you give a shout out to some of our other countries today? Absolutely. Um, So the Practically Speaking Mom podcast is in the top 100 in the Netherlands, in the top 50 in Taiwan, and in the top 10 in Pakistan. Actually, we are number seven in Pakistan in the parenting category. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. And whether you are a missionary family there or just an intentional mama who is blessing the world through who your kids are going to be and who your kids are, thank you so much for listening. We really love you guys. You are amazing, and we do recognize you. And we also pray for the different countries. Tell us the name of the app again. Operation World. Yes. It has um, a a different country that it focuses on each day. And we're going to get better at being more faithful at at (laughs) praying more days of the week for, for those countries. But we do pray for all of you, our listeners. Okay. Abby, you are in driver's ed right now. So how are you enjoying learning to drive? Good. It's a lot of fun. What do you find to be like the most difficult part? I find it hard to pay attention to everything around me and all the detailed things that are happening. I also think I should be farther to the right than I usually am. Unless, unless you're in another country and you drive on the other side of the road. That did not make sense. Oh, I love that we have other countries listening. Um... (laughs) Okay, okay, so multitasking, that is a difficult thing to learn to do while driving, which is why we start out in, like, church parking lots and then graduate to really empty neighborhoods. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, what is something you enjoy about driving? Uh, Pretty much everything. I like that I have control of the car. I like that I have control of the music in the car. (laughs) Um, because as the driver, you just have that right. Um, so, yes. That may be debatable in some homes. You may oh. have just started an argument. Well, <laughs> argue away. Okay. Um, so I have a, a, a question, or do you have a comment to this? I think there's a slight possibility that you have inherited my inability to navigate from one location to another. <laughs> Not only have I inherited it, it has gotten worse from generation to generation. Okay. So before you get your license, a couple of things. Maybe you need to learn kind of a map of our city. And secondly, you need to know where you're at so that you need, can know where you're trying to get to. Are we in agreement here? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Okay. You know what I, I was learning? I was planning on just relying on Google Maps. Oh, yes. Oh, thank the Lord that God had someone invent Google Maps. Yeah. I don't know what I did before it. I'll tell you what I did. When I was learning to drive, and I think my my parents, your grandparents, when you have were told learning you this to drive, many you had times. like five streets in your town. 
Well, okay, that was when I was first learning to drive, but then we moved to Kansas City, a long oh, way where I lived from wow. where I lived before. It's a big town. And I knew where my church was in Kansas City, Missouri, but we lived actually in Olathe, Kansas, about 30 minutes from my church, and so I would always have to drive to my church first what? before I could drive anywhere else because for some reason I didn't know how to get from point A to point B unless church was in the middle. What? I am so sorry you inherited this, Jane. <laughs> oh, my mom friends. It's fun to have my daughter on here. Abby just adds so much laughter and joy to my life. You know, navigating requires us knowing where we're trying to go to and where we're starting from. I can't use a GPS without GPS knowing where I am right now and where I'm trying to go. And that's what intentional parenting is. It is not just a goal of where I'm trying to get to. It's knowing where we are. Last week when I said that this is about taking inventory of where you're at and how you're doing as mom, that really is a big part of being an intentional mom. And then another aspect of this is when we're setting our aim for growth for our family or in ourselves, sometimes we think, okay, I'm just going to focus on the growth. But the truth is, we really have to evaluate where we are and what the steps are to get over there to that growth step. It's it's too easy for us to overlook those early steps before the growth. And then we get discouraged that growth either doesn't happen or it doesn't happen well or it doesn't last. I want changes in me that last. And so I need to be honest with myself about where I am and what I need to do to get over there to that better spot, that higher place on the mountain that I'm reaching towards, okay? So that, I just want to encourage you as we finish up these last two steps of the five R's of intentional parenting, please don't think that you can just jump right in at at step five, for example, which is refine. We really have to take the time in steps one through four, so that we can have solid growth and change in step five. Now, let's get back into it. I'm looking forward to this. I've learned to stay in the regret step for a good bit, to go ahead, live in the pain on purpose for a little while, letting reality sting. I don't want to avoid the important role that regret was designed to do. It's like a refiner's fire of my character. It sears into my heart the importance of not remaining the way I am. There is healing in the refiner's fire of regrets. Now, while you shouldn't skip the important step of regret, you also don't want to build a summer home in regret. It's a temporary stop in your journey to refinement. Stay at the regret step as long as is necessary for it to do the work it needs to do, but then it is time to move on. Do not make your poor behavior from the past a label of who you are today. It's not that. It is just merely a stepping stone opportunity for growth and even an opportunity for new bonding and relationships. And we'll come to that in a minute. So we're ready for number three. And that is repent. Repentance is a time of turning. 
turning away from my old ways and pivoting to a better way. It's admitting that the way I've been doing it hasn't been working. It's acknowledging I don't know everything. I am not perfect, but I I serve a God who does know the best ways. Repentance is a wonderful cleansing of my heart by God while making room for a fresh start. Now, there's a very important action to take during this repentance step. Besides seeking God's purification of my heart, this second part of repentance, well, it can be a little bit tough, but it can also be so powerful for bonding with your family members. An essential part of repenting is apologizing to any family members that you may have caused heart wounds from your mistakes. Now, for bigger heart wounds, apology alone is completely inadequate. And I I did do some podcast episodes about mending your child's heart at every age, and I'll share a link to that in the show notes as well. And it goes over the critically important components of what more you need to do than just apologize if the offense has been significant. Okay, let's move on to step four, and that is redeem. The next R for intentional moms in this year-end recap is step four, redeem what has happened. This is the time for you to allow God to rewrite the story, to take your messes and turn them into something beautiful. In fact, I often say a beautiful scar. And why do I say that? Well, a scar It's something that we see. It feels a little bit different than the rest of us, uh, the rest of our skin. And it tells a story. Now, the story is not just what we did wrong. When God rewrites our story, it's also a story of what beauty God has brought about because of that circumstance. He doesn't wipe out the memory of the past, but he does give it new meaning God is the great miracle worker who loves transforming brokenness. Some of my biggest bonding has taken place because I sought forgiveness from my children and was really willing to turn and really willing to change. I would ask them to pray for me and I would commit to change and then they would see my efforts after that. As you go through this process, you're also learning a wonderful skill to teach your children as well. You are equipping them to face their mistakes in a productive, strength-building way when you face your mistakes in a productive, strength-building way. Okay, number five, refine. Finally, refine your character, your perspective, your parenting habits, your priorities, Refine them. Take the time you spent in reflecting, regretting, repenting, and redeeming. You know, take the time on each one of those things. And if if you will, then when you get to this refining step, it really will be possible. If I don't take enough time on regret, then I don't have enough gumption to really refine completely, okay? If I don't really repent and turn then again, I don't have what it takes yet to do the refining I need to do and to let God refine in me. 
all of these steps that led up to refine are really critical for us to really pivot. Now, for the most thorough refinement, seek God's wisdom on how to implement change. And there's really two parts to that, okay? Seeking God's wisdom, what does that look like? Well, first of all, it's praying two things. First, I'm asking God to show me specifically what action steps do I need to take to transform my future actions? And secondly, I am praying and and telling him, I am committing to listen to you, Lord. I'm committed to listening when the Holy Spirit prompts me. Now, he might prompt me to stop doing something, or he might prompt me to take action and start doing something, or he might prompt me to hold my tongue and not say what I feel like saying, or he might prompt me to speak up when I don't feel like speaking up every day is full of complex moments for us moms. You know, these complex moments require complex decision making. We need the one who knows all the aspects, much more of the aspect than we do of what's really going on in any situation. He knows all of it. And he also knows every one of our family members and everything they're thinking and feeling and what they've been through that day when we weren't with them. He is all knowing. And I want to be partnered with him in making the decisions of my life. So that's why there's the part two of committing to him that, that I'm going to listen to his voice. So that was part one of two parts of seeking God's wisdom for your life. Part one is praying that he would show us what to do and also telling him that we are committed to listening to him. And then secondly, the second part of seeking God's wisdom for refining my motherhood is renewing my mind. Romans 12, two says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So are you finding ways to incorporate God's word into your daily life? There's Christian radio, there's audio Bible options that, that are totally free, like Bible Gateway app, Bible Hub, Version app. There's also worship music. Um, there's scripture music such as Seed Family Worship, not to mention that we want to spend time reading the actual Bible. Uh, we had a great discussion in our Intentional Mom Strong Family Facebook group recently. And so you'll want to go back and, and look for this one where one of our listeners, Tiffany, she shared about what Bible plans she had used this past year and wanted to know if anybody had suggestions of kids Bible plans on podcasts that they could follow for the year. And so you're going to want to go to that conversation and see what was shared there. And then we had a second conversation about what's everybody's favorite Bible study or, you know, way of reading the Bible or books that inspired you in your relationship with God. So you can go back and look for those conversations in our private Facebook group, that's called Intentional Mom, Strong Family. So we just talked about the importance of God in our final step of the five R's of intentional parenting. The fifth R is refine, and we want to partner with God in this process of refining us. But guess what? There are some other significant people in our lives that are key to refining us. And I think you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about your family, 
God designed each family member in your family. And we don't even, we can't even begin to fathom the ways that each family member critically affects the lives of all the other family members and the potential for growth that we each have because of each other. And we want to make the most of that. Now, you want to refine by enlisting your family's help. And I should warn you, this is a bit vulnerable and can be hard work, but it is worth it. So this is a digging deep by asking family members some hard questions that it will be difficult to hear the answer to. Ask them if they feel resentful or if they have a hurting heart about anything in their past in your relationship with them. Open the door to those wounds and look at them together. Take some time at the beginning of this year to reflect and ponder, even if it stings and even if it's messy. Anytime someone is willing to be vulnerable and honest with you about hurts that may be hiding in their heart about you or about your relationship with them, this is a time to stop and listen and and savor this precious gift that they are giving you. They're giving you the gift of a genuine look at their heart. And do you know that for this precious event to take place, when they open their heart to you at the same moment that you're willing to listen, this is divine intervention. This is God aligning this all at the same time. Their vulnerable openness with your willingness to see and hear and honor their words. Past pain, yes, it is hard to look at, but it has potential for bonding and growth in your relationship. Hiding in the messy moments from our past, our opportunities for new God moments between you and your family member and God. If I will live a lifestyle of looking for these kind of God moments, God will provide the lessons, and it is these lessons that actually our children need most. It prepares them for their future moments. He takes the wounds, the regrets, the messes, and he transforms them if we will wholeheartedly face them honestly and be willing to do the difficult work of cleaning them up and learning from our mistakes. See, mom messes, they happen to every one of us, whether it's overreacting in anger or sarcasm, or whether it's underreacting when our kids really needed us to toe the line or, or they needed us to give correction or they needed us to implement some consequences. Mom messes happen. They happen when we don't make a plan or they happen when we hold too strictly to a plan. Oh my goodness, good grief. Momming is hard and mistakes are inevitable. But what should we do about those mistakes? Should we say, don't look back, no regrets, no apologies? I don't think so. So moms, I'm just wrapping this up with you. I've got good news and I've got bad news for this coming year. There's going to be some new messes and you're going to make some more mistakes. You're not going to always say the right thing or identify every struggle accurately in your kids. You're going to have lots of decisions to make and you're not always going to make the right ones. You're probably even going to cause some wounds on your children's hearts that will require regret and uncomfortable mending. And of course, regret and mending is far better 
than ignoring and letting it fester. The good news is, though, that we serve a God who is a redeemer. He doesn't just redeem our souls from an eternity without him, although that's a great gift. He redeems our moments, not by erasing regret, but by making our scars beautiful, if we're willing to face our messes and clean them up. So intentional parents, go ahead at the beginning of this new year, be brave, spend some time reflecting and allowing some growth in you. Let's not avoid the mess. We don't want to let it fester in us or in our kids. I don't know how God does it, but when we are willing to make the effort and take the time and be honest with ourselves, with the five R's, reflect, regret, repent, redeem, refine. As I've done that, Over the last 12 years, I have seen God reshape the wounds and the reget into something more amazing than I deserve, more beautiful than I could have asked for or imagined. He has done it in my marriage and in my relationships with my kids. He redeems and we can trust him with our mistakes and with our moments. It's time for a segment we call In the Schoolroom with Val, where she offers academic help to bolster your child's weak areas, go farther with their strengths, to get a fresh perspective on education, or to share product reviews. Earlier in today's podcast, I was visiting with Abby about driver's ed or that she's learning to drive. Well, we, with the last five, I believe five of our kids, we have used driversed.com as our resource for parent-directed driver education. And it's been great. It's been affordable and it's been really good material. So I wanted to share that with you. I also wanted to share another little tip for you as you're getting going in your semester. Do your kids, maybe maybe they do the majority of their classes online. I know this is a weird school year where so many people are doing distance learning, online learning. Now, we've had some years where we've done a lot of computer learning, uh, but I have found through the years the great value in textbook learning. An actual textbook in front of us, studies show that we retain the information so much better. So if you have options with your kids, I would sure encourage you, even if you have your child being educated from another source, not a homeschool setting, or or you maybe are at home, but it's not homeschooling, I would encourage you, go ahead and add a subject that requires a, a real textbook. Let your child experience textbook learning. Now, a little tip for you as you do that, whenever your child gets a new textbook, you want to get some index tabs for them. The little, they're like sticky notes, uh, but they're tinier than that and you can write on them, but they're a little more permanent than sticky notes, also a little thicker. And what you want to do is have them identify the different parts of that textbook and put a little tab in each section so that the glossary, for example, knowing that there's a vocabulary section in your book can be so helpful. Maybe there's a maps section. There can be all kinds of really helpful parts to a textbook. And do you know that that when I was growing up, I could go all the way through the school year, and then at the end, 
I realize, hey, there were maps back here and other helps, and I, I missed them. I didn't utilize them. So get your kids in the habit of whenever they start with a new textbook, and this is a great habit to teach them before they get to college, label each section with one of those tabs. You'll find it helpful, so will they. It's really, it's helping them know the resources that are available to them and the tabs help them remember, oh yeah, these resources are available to me. For more from The Schoolroom with Val, visit her website, practicallyspeakingmom.com, where you can see Val's insights for all the six rooms of your intentional home. My intentional mom friend, the biggest compliment that you can give me and the biggest blessing you could give me would be if you would share this podcast with the women in your life who could use an encouraging word or could use some fresh ideas on this worthy journey of motherhood. I would be so honored if you would share this podcast and encourage them to enter their email at my website, practicallyspeakingmom.com, and I'll just send that podcast to them every week on Mondays for free, of course. And sometimes I include extra things in that email, added information in the email that might be helpful to you some weeks. So if you have an intentional mom friend, won't you please share it with her? I can't wait till next week. I will be joined in the studio by Tiffany Deschner, mama of three from eight years old down to infant. And she is a mom of joy, of encouragement, of great ideas you're going to love hearing from her. Another special thing about Tiffany is that she has been a part of my podcast support team from the very beginning. Before the podcast even began, she was a part of my focus group, a leadership team that helped give feedback and to pray for me as I began the journey of preparation for becoming a podcaster. I am so thankful for her and you are going to love her. So next week, looking forward to joining you right here for being more intentional together.